everyone. Welcome to an exciting new journey. The challenges that immigrants go through, no one understands them fully. I realized a little while ago that my son would never understand what we truly went through. So I want to do something to chronicle the different parts we take. We're going to be talking to different people from different cultures. And the only thing they have in common is that they've left their homelands to work in the NHS. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 4 of the IMG UK podcast. I've got a very special guest here today with me, someone I actually became friends with on Twitter, which is uh, just a testament to how great social media is these days. So I've got uh, Dr. Osama Bassett with me, who is an emergency medicine registrar, uh, currently doing a fellowship in pediatric emergency medicine in the north of England. I think originally he's based in the south of England, um, like me. So he's Team South. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, and we'll be we'll be talking about his story today. Um, Sam is originally from Islamabad, um, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you introduce yourself to to the audience. So hi guys, um, thank you, Asad, uh, for giving me this uh, opportunity. Um, really excited to be here. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, just to clarify. Uh, Yes, I, I'm from Islamabad, which essentially means that my, my parents used to live in Islamabad, but no one actually belongs to Islamabad. Everyone sort of migrated into Islamabad from somewhere. So my dad's from Karachi, my, my, my mom's from Lahore, and uh, my dad was in, in, in the forces. And so we uh, once he retired, we sort of did a compromise and said uh, we'd, we'd, we'd stay somewhere in the middle where it's a bit safe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so... You know, uh, you from from the previous episodes, everyone sort of knows I've got a few questions that I normally ask people. Um, I think um, before we talk about those questions, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, when you came to the UK, how long you've been here? So I came to the UK I in December 2014, which is, uh, which seems like a very long time ago now. Um, but it's essentially just been just under seven years. Um, and uh, I graduated from medical school back in Pakistan in 2007. Uh, so I'm a really, really old person, uh, essentially. Um, so my, my, my journey to the UK has been quite convoluted. Um, and it's um, essentially everyone keeps telling me it's the, the destination doesn't matter. There's the journey that matters, uh, which is all fine uh, unless you are on the journey um so uh yeah so uh, yeah we 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 came to the uk in 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 december uh 2014 uh initially settled in northampton as my first port of call uh and uh, got into an emergency medicine training post in ipswich in uh, 2016 uh and have been in ipswich for the past five years and just recently, a couple of months ago, I moved to Manchester to to do my fellowship in uh, Penn. I think that's something we share in common because I spent four or five years at the same trust as well. Um, I, I don't have nearly as much experience as you, but um, I think staying at the same place... You call me old. It doesn't, you don't have to be <laughs> nearly as much experience. I know what you mean. Yes, I'm old. <laughs> 
Um, no, but but you know, staying in the same place, you get to develop all these amazing relationships, and literally, even now when I go back, because I'm very fortunate, because my new job, I still go back and see the same people once one day a week, because I do clinics, um, you know, because as an oncology doctor, um, and it's it's just amazing because you you have all these relationships and people respect you, they know you, um, and I, I think it's very hard to to build that again when you move which probably you're you're experiencing right now i i completely i completely agree there is however it it is a bit of a two edged uh, uh, a sword there are two sides of this so one is definitely i agree and i prefer that uh, that if you stay in the same place uh, you get to know everyone and by everyone it's not just your department you know where the nearest canteen with the hot food is uh, you know where the nearest uh, toilet is uh for for when uh, the the ones in your department are full uh you also know everyone so if you if you wanted to call the itu doctor that's someone who you've rotated with when you did your itu rotation uh the pediatric uh registrar that you asked for advice uh was once a pediatric sho when you were rotating in peds uh so that that sort of thing and some of the uh interesting bits were that the registrars that you initially worked with 5 years ago are now consultants uh in so sort of either in your specialty or in other specialties so that sort of rapport is 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 really good uh but the other side of the coin uh, of, is that once you start as a very baby junior doctor the it's very difficult for the for them to see you as anything else because you've just been there for the past 5 years yes you've been um progressing but to them it's the same it's it's sort of like my my baby sister my younger sister is 8 years younger than me so when i was 15 she was significantly younger uh but when i am 36 now she is an a, a full grown adult uh but i will always treat her as my baby sister so so i that 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 sort of thing i've i've had to um i found it a bit difficult that people then sort of uh, have difficulty uh seeing you in that sort of leadership role uh that you 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 feel that you've earned but um they will they cannot go beyond your oh you you just started here didn't you as a baby i've seen you uh uh making your first mistakes so that's 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 a bit difficult sometimes as well i completely agree with you and um i i i did i remember feeling something similar and i think p- apart from that it's not just the fact that uh, people see you in a certain light it's also that you know you become very comfortable and sometimes Agreed. that comfort is actually an antidote to progress progress and if you don't you know if you don't break through um it's very difficult to change and continue improving and you don't you don't really know what you lack because you've you've become comfortable and everyone around you is comfortable with your whatever you're doing um and so when once you come out of your comfort zone is when you actually have to push yourself uh and to improve otherwise you you stay where you are it it becomes a bit stagnant after a bit absolutely i mean i i still absolutely love working at the place i used to be i have a lot of time for everyone over there and but it it came to a point where everyone was like oh asad seen this patient and i said no 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 don't don't say that <laughs> criticize me actually look for you know you can't accept you know what i'm doing i mean it's good it's nice to have that trust but also yeah. it's a bit you know it, it would be nice to have someone question you and and um allow you to continue improving and you know keep teaching 
because you're still in training you've not absolutely. reached the destination yet absolutely. so you you still want to continue to improve uh yeah so so let's let's get started with things um the first question is why did you decide to move that's a very so i feel like all of these questions my first answer is going to be that's a very loaded question uh because there's no easy way no direct uh one answer but i feel like in medical school um it wasn't really a decision decision it was more of a you were sort of encouraged to sort of go for um sort of higher postgraduate uh foreign degrees so i as you did my my medical school was in pakistan and so uh, a lot of my seniors a lot of my colleagues were already thinking about it uh going to america for the us for the for their residency um i used to fancy myself a surgical career at 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 one point uh in my that makes um, two of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the the coolness factor of it and and just it just appealed to me and gray's anatomy had just begun and all of those uh things um you probably weren't even born then um <laughs> essentially so so why did i decide so it wasn't so much of a decision as a uh, oh this is the next phase of our medical career that you sort of have to not have to but sort of it's 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 uh, encouraged um but uh, the uk was not my uh, first uh, destination i must admit it wasn't my first choice uh, i had a couple of uh, friends who did come give their plab directly after medical school and then they came here uh, i feel like they made the right decision I chose the USMLE pathway and uh if you remember I mentioned the convoluted journey so I I tried a couple of times I did not match into a US residency and then I uh, sort of my world came crashing down for a bit uh went back to Pakistan I did my um sort of my what's it's called the house job uh which is essentially your uh two years of foundation year just condensed into the one year uh i did that uh, sort of two or three years after i graduated from medical school and from there uh, in my ro- last rotation during my house job i began to work in an emergency medicine department and i realized it ticks a lot of my uh boxes for surgery uh and with uh no ward rounds which is perfect <laughs> um do you have any regrets or do you think this was divine intervention to lead you on your path So um 10 years ago 26 year old me uh if you'd asked me that question yes the regret would have been oh my goodness i didn't get into residency oh my goodness my life is a failure what am i doing it's taken me this long um my my friends my class fellows uh already were consultants 5 10 years ago uh, i'm still in training uh but i am 36 year old me is quite content we are at least we're making progress we are happy uh we are healthy we are headed towards something that we we want um i have made something of myself by working hard at it uh i have failed a few times uh but uh it's essentially the whole journey has made me into the person i am today so i do not have any regrets because i would not be here right now talking to you on this podcast uh i believe if i had not uh gone through all of that 
And that's the entire point because I'm I'm very much like you. I am not a journey person. When my brother and I used to be on a plane when we were little, he was always the type of person who would enjoy the journey and I'd always be the one like shutting my eyes just trying to go to sleep and That thinking when yeah, yeah, just get there because the because the enjoyment can start. But you're absolutely right because this is very different. This is um you know you you pick up certain skills along the way you change yourself along the way and having this time to actually discover what you wanted for example i mean i've i've told you this i wanted to be a surgeon and i've gone from surgery to medicine to exploring multiple medical specialties to finally settling on something i truly truly enjoy which is you know clinical oncology you know there's there'll be time to talk about my journey some other day but um, yeah i think that's that i was quite fortunate in that regard and i think that's probably one of the things that you're trying to touch on uh, which is is very important so you know there's many people who are going to be listening to this and it's important to learn from your mistakes it's important to be able to make those mistakes in a safe I manner agree. i absolutely agree and i think the one thing that i feel that we should work more towards in pakistan is um uh to encourage people and to get them to explore options so like me i was sort of sent into this this world where if you don't do your usmles if you don't do the us residency then you're a failure and that's why my world came shattering down because i had no plan b whereas had i explored things um a bit further i i didn't the 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 only reason i discovered emergency medicine was because i failed at getting a surgical residency came back to pakistan and there was a job in emergency medicine i would not probably not have chosen emergency medicine as a specialty for myself had i not uh uh been made to dip my toe into it uh and and found that i was actually good at it and i liked it and 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 they liked me so uh, i think we um are very uh, we do not want to make mistakes which is understandable but without making mistakes you will not you can't get it right every you can't get everything right the first time so you have to allow yourself to be that much human to if you have a passion and if your if your way ahead is clear that's fine you go for it but if your way ahead is is not clear or or you you have a you should have a plan b i feel always uh if this doesn't work out what will my life be like and sort of prepare yourself uh for potentially worst case scenario yes i am a pe- pessimist uh but um i feel like you need to not just be oh i'll do this i'll give it um, my 100% and 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 that's it you need to be able to uh recover from making a mistake and uh yeah yeah because nothing ever goes according to plan you just revise no. and improvise um tell us a little bit about your lovely family so my immediate family is um so my wife and i came here we were uh when we came to the uk we were expecting our first child uh which is um very it's already nerve-wracking anyway uh, coming into a new culture new new situation um and i've got now we've got uh, two sons uh one's six and one's two um we've tried to just now put them to sleep before this uh, podcast <laughs> starts so you might hear some crying in the background that might just be my wife who's 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 <laughs> um uh, and or you might hear some screaming and uh they 
they often like to join in as well when I'm on an official Zoom meeting. It's just like if Baba is at home, then uh, we need to be climbing all over him. So um, that's that's my immediate family. I belong to a family who's uh, settled, as we say, in Islamabad. Uh, my, my dad uh, is a retired uh, Pakistan Air Force officer. He's an aeronautical engineer. My mom's a housewife. My wife also is a, is a uh, homemaker. Um, and um, I've got a younger brother and a younger sister. We're both married. Fantastic. Um, so, you know, this is very similar to what we were just talking about. Uh, let's combine two questions into one. And so let's talk about this sequentially. So what do you miss the most about your hometown? And tell us a little bit about your hometown. And also, how because, you know, you came and you were expecting your first child. How was your first day, your first week, your first month? Okay, so the first part of that question is um, about my hometown. So Islamabad, so Islamabad, Rawalpindi, sort of twin cities. Um, is it the place or is it the people or is it the memories of both? It's, it's a bit, so the hometown itself holds uh, importance to you because it because of your childhood i think uh, your friend mujtaba on a previous pod, on your previous podcast episode uh, touched a bit on this as well uh, you find yourself wanting to go back to that nostalgia that that all of those feelings that were from those carefree days which may or may not exist now so um the thing I miss most about my hometown is obviously my family is there. Uh, my parents uh, are there. Um, my uh, brother and sister uh, are married, uh, living in different parts of the world. Um, what do I miss most about it, aside from the obvious family, is... Um, so everyone knows everyone in Islamabad. Islamabad is like this teeny tiny area where, um, so I did my medical school there. I did my, the early medical career there. Um, your seniors in school, your juniors, your, your class fellows, and then the people you work with and their brothers and sisters that you, you know, everyone. And then my dad was in the air force. So then that brings a whole new level of, 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 of connections. So I had a, and I'm very, very social. Um, so my wife isn't as social as I am. So when she, and she's from Karachi. And so when we got married and she moved to Islamabad, she was like, even if we were out, going out for groceries, she used to get re properly ready. I was like, why are you getting ready? Because she's like, I know for a fact that you are going to meet someone that we, we are going to meet someone that you know there. Um, and I'm like, no, let's just, for example, once, um, when um, we, this was the day after our wedding actually, and, or I think this was a wedding function day. I don't know. Anyway, we were like in our full wedding attire or like really decked up. And uh, after the dinner or whatever, we said we'd go out for coffee and she was like, I need to change. And I was like, it's fine. It's, it's, it's 1130 at night. You're, no one's going to be there. And she was she didn't know what she was getting into. And I, we went for coffee and, and, and like, we met like, I, I'm not exaggerating, like 30 people, uh, 
not together, but 30 different people from different parts of my background. And she was, and they all, all wanted a picture with the bride and the groom. And she was like, I am now in everyone's, and they're going to think that I go for coffee wearing all these decked up clothes in Islamabad. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's, that's the thing I miss most about uh, Islamabad. Like you could not go anywhere without running into someone you knew. Um, and it's just, um, it's I, I just miss that quite a bit. Uh, like, you know, everyone from your barber to the person who fu- fills up your fuel. Yes, in Pakistan, someone fills the fuel up uh, in your uh, petrol tank um, to the person who serves you your coffee. Uh, it, they're, they're, you, you just know everyone. Everyone's Chacha or Mamu or someone you know. Bye. You, you do know that this is going to be on, you know, social media youtube you do know your yeah. wife is going to watch this right you know that, i know right? i know i know, I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah um cause of death uh <laughs> you all know <laughs> um what about the second part of the question what was the second part and again how was your what? first day your first week your first month here in the uk first day first week um it was so everyone's first day anywhere new is overwhelming i think it's nervous it's exciting for me it was a bit um not scary but you know very intimidating in 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 a way because i was leaving my um so my wife was expecting a baby we didn't have a we 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 didn't have any internet at home at the time um she didn't have a television she had nothing to occupy herself with except for just the unpacking bits and the cleaning uh, of the of the of the apartment uh i was a bit scared of leaving her alone if she needed anything what was going to happen if i couldn't pick up the phone etc etc those sorts of things uh her phone did have internet uh but uh unfortunately uh the 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 apartment building that we lived in did not carry signals for that particular service provider but anyway, so that was a main concern. Uh, and then very overwhelming because people don't really realize this. Everyone who comes in probably feels this. There's, it's not just a cultural shock. You know the medical bit of, of, of and And that's, I think, the easy bit. The difficult bit is the cultural bit. What is expected? Uh, uh, there's a There's a password for for all to request an x-ray there's a different system to look at the x-ray there is a a smart card there i i used to carry a a, in my phone notepad i i used to carry all those passwords because i i couldn't remember what to do and uh every time you 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 ask a question you you feel like you knew you you should know this because you've had induction and orientation so I just felt like a, a a sad little puppy that was just following people around. Uh, and uh, yes, there was uh, this uh, period of shadowing, uh, a two week period. But uh, let me remind you, I came in 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 December 2014. So de- December in emergency medicine is peak emergency medicine timing, the winter pressures. So people didn't. They were lovely, but they didn't really have time for a a complete novice uh, in in the uk to 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 hold their hand i couldn't do bloods i couldn't um i really couldn't do anything essentially uh i had to be shown everything i didn't i didn't know what a bladder scanner was i didn't know that you could do that you just in pakistan you just felt the uh 
clinical examination in that area and there was a mass and then you based on clinical picture but over here you 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 had a bladder scanner and and someone said have you scanned the bladder and i was like what i do not know what you mean um so so yeah um people were very helpful very lovely uh, amazing amazing people um and uh, a testament to that is that that department has a lot of uh, international medical graduates and and foreign doctors coming in uh, and staying and wanting to stay uh and they really really um sort of encouraged my love for uh, emergency medicine and they um i'm i mean i'm in emergency medicine training because of them uh, i got in the next year uh, so yeah uh, it was very overwhelming but it was quite worth it uh, it's still overwhelming it, that that feeling uh, sometimes does it, a little bit of that feeling doesn't go away uh, but uh, yeah uh, that was my first day i think uh, it's the same imposter syndrome that we've discussed before isn't it it just you know yeah. it all it's always there even when you're a consultant it's always there but you just learn to deal with it in different ways i guess agreed agreed yeah. that's what they keep telling me <laughs> I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for them to tap me on the shoulder and say you know what your imposter syndrome that's a bit of that is is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll ask you very soon cuz you're almost there now, aren't you? Um right, so okay, um again going to join two questions into one. This is one of those interviews. Um what has been your biggest challenge and what has been the biggest learning point? What have you learned the most after moving to a new place? So the So the biggest challenge is I don't know what people answer for this. I think there's many many different challenges that we faced. Uh I think we don't so we were newly married when we first came here. We were I think we'd been married a year. And that you're you're just discovering new things about your own relationship and your uh, and throw up uh, your 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 first baby into that mix as well. that's everyone's nervous there's there's hormones there's everything's going around uh, no sleep and, yes and then even if you are in a familiar environment that's that's a challenging situation but to navigate a completely diff- a, a journey across uh from pakistan is saying goodbye to your loved ones coming to the uk finding your first place to live when live with together um it's it's that was i think the challenging bit for us just navigating everything together uh i i honestly recommend people to i think first one person might come in and sort of get grounded get get set a bit uh and then the second person joins them because we were both sort of like discovering things at the same time where is the what do we do for groceries we didn't know that stuff closed at 4 pm on sunday uh it, it was so sunday was my of course, if sunday of was course my day off cuz that's not how it works in pakistan as you said 11:30 p.m is things are like normal everything's open yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 there's there's like i said we go out for coffee at 11:30 p.m yeah. uh and and in islamabad which is somewhat of a slightly deader city <laughs> if you, than 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 lahore or uh, or karachi but um that was it was very difficult to navigate those things aside from that i think um the 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 various challenges of moving to a new place with a different completely different culture um sort of uh 
the the way to raise your kids is is different the way to um discipline your kids is different uh schooling is a completely different thing so it's it's just um everything requires an appointment uh so i have to first look at if i have to for example let's say i want to do uh get my my radiator fixed for example i have to first uh ring them up have my rota in front of me they have to then come in to review the situation on one of my days off and they will then give me a quote and then should i want to proceed i then give them another day off where they come in and do the stuff hopefully if they are able to do it so those sorts of things in in pakistan you just say can you come in and do this call uh, <laughs> this in 2 hours can you come and fix this <laughs> yeah yeah no i can't do this tonight i'll i'll come tomorrow no no i'll give you 500 rupees extra today do it today and and it will be easier and i'll drop you off as well and you can have food as well it's the beauty so, of capitalism my friend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are the things that are difficult and my wife uh and i um like i said so my incidentally my wife is also an air force uh, brat uh, essentially my my father in law was also in the uh, air force uh, that's how this uh, situation happened um and so we got, we were a bit pampered and my wife uh, hadn't actually le- lived too much in a on her own independently uh, and so to to do all your groceries uh, and just while she's pregnant coming back with huge shopping bags full of a week's worth of groceries those things were were a bit challenging where in pakistan when you're when you're expecting a baby or you're like you sit here and we'll get everyone else to do everything bows to you yes yes, yes. so i i often uh came home uh yeah. from work and not often but sometimes I mean I I came home from work every day but I I sometimes find her uh, like I always came home I probably What are you trying to say? <laughs> This is not uh, that kind of podcast. <laughs> no. Sometimes and, Are you going to be in big trouble man? <laughs> I am probably in big trouble already but uh hey ho. So I used to come home sometimes and she she'd have been in tears uh because uh because she'd had a tough day and i and she had no friends here we had no family we had no support absolutely and she was basically here because of me so that put a bit of guilt in on me as well but the after the first month or so and we had we we made some friends and they were really helpful uh, but but the first week or so we were it it was a bit uh, quite a bit tough i think uh, as it is i think with anyone i'm so thankful you've you've shared all these things um very very openly and i think uh, i really really appreciate your your vulnerability because obviously these it's not easy to talk about these things but you know if someone's listening to this it may be helping them and i think that that would it would go a long way i really um, hope i really hope someone who's listening and if they've been through it or if they if they are going through it just just sort of hang in there it it does get better and and talk to people talk to someone if you're feeling something just talk to it that my problem was i didn't know who there were avenues that i could talk to i could talk to my superiors i could talk to my supervisor but i didn't in pakistan you don't talk about these things you're not it's your own personal problem internal so don't internalize it if you feel like something's up if something's bothering you talk to someone about it 
tweet about it, uh, DM uh, Asad about it. Uh, he'll, add to, he'll add you to a WhatsApp group. Uh, <laughs> that will help. That's how you make friends. That That's literally yeah. how, how we became friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, as you said, in Pakistan is different because your your family's there. So anything you need, you you go to your family first of all. But what do you what? do if 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 that's it? Um, I remember when my son was born. I remember um, us at the at the hospital. We we're like, oh, this is this isn't too bad. This is fine. <laughs> first night, right? It's fine. He he cries. You you change, etc. Um, you feed the baby, and then you come home. And then I remember my wife and I. We were looking at each other, saying. What do we do now? So that's very similar. That's exactly how how you know you feel when you when you move countries and you're without your family who who are a big support obviously in in our home country. Before you ask me the next question, the one thing that I would I think like to add with this is in COVID that was especially brutal is a strong word because people have been through much worse situations than we have, but um, isolating at home if you're unwell or your partner is unwell or one of your family members is unwell, is a really scary time. I had a lot of support. My friends were amazing. They dropped off food, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, for example, if so me and my wife both caught COVID together last uh, uh, earlier uh, this year, um, and we were very scared for the kids. And we were very scared about, you know, if one of us has to go to the hospital and stay there, what's so they are going to then be alone um not the kids so the the other partner is going to be with the kids but then that means i can't really come in to visit again and again because where do i leave the where do i leave the kids and i'm unwell myself so there was a point where uh we were like where there's what do we do um and we were sort of looking at options and we we're discussing things like uh, who should she call if i am you know um for want of a better word, incapacitated. Uh, and, and and those sorts of things, There's those conversations that we, you really don't want to have uh, with anyone. So, um, but I, I really, I think we had a good uh, friends structure here. Um, my, my workplace was really, really supportive. My boss called me every day or texted me every day asking me if I needed anything. Those things matter um, and they made a difference, but it was a bit difficult. Definitely. It, it sounds like it was a difficult time and, and you guys pulled yeah. through. I was going to make a joke and say, at least you didn't go to Barnard Castle, but I don't think, I don't think we're going to go down. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to the last question. I tell everyone this is my favorite question because it, it in, in a way, it allows me to sort of learn a lot from people I speak to on this podcast as well. Um and you know before before we talk about that i think one of the things that i do want to say is that um i've been very lucky as have many other people in the nhs because you know it's I, I like to call it like this melting pot of different cultures and different races and i'm i'm very lucky to have friends from all over the world and most of the people i i will be bringing on this podcast are people i know because you know that's how it works uh, and you you'll get to meet them all very very soon and i'm making new friends as well but um i think one of the as i said one of my favorite questions is what would you tell yourself if you could go back to the person and speak to them just like back to the future if you know you were you were making the decision to move and you could go back and talk to your past self what would you tell what would you tell them so i would probably tell them to 
speak to people already here. Uh, try to make connections before you move, uh, if possible. Uh, try to find some, uh, what we call adda, some sort of connection, uh, that some sort of base that that is reliable enough in case you need extra support. The, the, the workplace will support you through everything, but they may or may not know what sort of support you, you need. Um, I've had people who realized two years later that they were uh, uh, on the, not two years later, I, I exaggerate, but a few months later uh, when they received the, um, an email or a letter from, uh, from Her Majesty uh, that uh, they had uh, the wrong tax code on their payslip, which is very common. Uh, but you, in Pakistan, you never talk about your pay. Uh, and over here, no one sort of, how do you approach that subject? So if in doubt, if you have no idea what the pay slip means, ask a question. If you've received a letter, uh, ask a question. Um, so I think just make an informed decision. Don't just go by gut feeling or I've, to me, it was, it was like, oh, I've taken the PLAB one. Let's go for PLAB two. Oh, I've passed PLAB two. I've now applied for GMC training, a GMC uh, license. Now that the GMC license is here, the automatic thing is just leave when the visa arrives. So it's, yes, it was stepwise, but I didn't think it through to what would I do when I got there? Yes, I have a job, but what happens after that? So those uh, things, I think you need to sort of uh, plan ahead. Um, other than that, I think um, just if you work hard, if you're willing to put in the hard work, this country really, really appreciates hard workers. Yes, there are going to be people who are going to discriminate based on your gender or your color or, but those things are everywhere. But for the most part, people are very supportive. Uh, it's a very inclusive society. The NHS works, like you say, it's a melting pot. It's a melting pot of, of different ethnicities and not just ethnicities that have come from the outside, People who have been settled here for, for hundreds of years have different ethnicities, different dialects, different experiences. So this is a wonderful place to work. Um, don't be scared about the stories of Brexit and everything. The, the vast majority of people are going to absolutely love you being here if you are a good person and if you bring good skill and hard work to 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 the department to the trust that you work in to the country i think you'd be appreciated and valued is my is my take on it i think that's uh, perfect sounds sounds good i mean you you you've hit the nail on the head um <clears throat> and uh, if i was uh, actually what would you tell your wife if you could go back in time run no <laughs> i'm <just> kidding yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's going to look like. That's the door if you wanted to run in the opposite direction. And I probably I wouldn't even need to finish my sentence, and she'd be off. No, 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 she would. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. You know, is is to get to this point without having the support of of a loving family is is impossible. And I, and I, I bear witness to the same fact myself. Um, I. 
I, I think that's it. I think we've actually run too long, but don't worry. Oh, I'm, no. Uh, thank you very much, um, Osama. This, it's been a pleasure talking to you uh, today. And, uh, you know, I look forward to having you on for more episodes. Um, we can yeah. we can do some more episodes together. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, very excited to be here. Thank you so much. Lovely. Take care. Bye-bye.